take my yoke upon you. The yoke that's being talked about is, for instance, a yoke of oxen, right? Or, uh, and, and the purpose of that yoke, uh, a yoke of horses, a yoke of cattle or, or something, all right? And it's to pair, now the purpose of it is to pair two animals together, right? And you've seen them. They, uh, they're kind of an old school thing. Um, they go, you know, kind of loop around the neck, you know, and there's a, 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 a piece of wood that goes around the top and they connect together. And um, so the, the purpose behind that is, yes, to harness the power of that animal. But the thing is, the reason why Jesus is saying that, take my yoke upon you, and what's the next part? Learn from me. So the purpose of that yoke is to cause one animal that is experienced to train the other animal that's young and inexperienced. Okay, And so the, the one animal that knows the drill, if you will, right? he knows what to do, he knows his job, he knows he's got to follow the sounds of the master's call, he knows that he's got to move when that whip comes across them, if, if even they need to do that. Okay? And so he knows that those lines got to be straight, he, he just goes, he, he knows the job. And then they pair him with an animal that is young and strong, but he ain't got much right here. Right? So all he wants to do, he wants to run, he wants to pull, and he's got all the strength, and, and, but he's, he doesn't know the job. He doesn't know the drill. He doesn't know the master's call. He doesn't know the master's whip. He doesn't know about keeping the line straight. All he knows is I got muscle and I've got energy and I want to use it. And so they harness that with an experienced oxen, if you will. And so that new and young oxen learns from the experienced oxen who knows the way. (laughs) Do you follow me? That young and inexperienced oxen, he knows the way. And so Jesus is saying, listen, follow me. Come, come follow me. As Jesus would call out to the disciples, some of them on the seashore, guys, come and follow me. I will make you fishers of men. I'm not going to teach you how to fish one fish. Maybe I need to change my, tac- my tactics when I'm fishing because I'm always trying to catch one fish at a time. I want to catch a dozen fish at a time. Got to start using nets. But Jesus would call to the disciples, come and follow me. And as they follow him, he would teach them. And he taught them for three, a little over three years, how to follow 
God, how to live in obedience to God, how to care for people, how to, here it is, how to employ the word of God, how to put it to use, how to not be religious about it and lord it over people, but to have compassion on people. Not to use it as personal gain, as Matthew would have done as a tax collector, right? And that's why he was so hated, because he was using it as personal gain, and he was a Jew, and and he was taking advantage of his own people. They hated him. And that rubbed some of the disciples the wrong way, you think? I don't know what this is, but I'm going to give it a try. And so, when we take, Jesus is inviting us to take his yoke upon us and to learn from him. And the yoke of our oppression, of our oppressors, the you know, where at once we would be enslaved by sin or as uh, an Israelite, a Hebrew in, in Egypt uh, under the oppression of Pharaoh, right? As we once would take the yoke of oppression upon us and had to live with that and endure until God called Moses to deliver his people, We now live in freedom because of what Christ Jesus did for us. What he did on the cross broke the shackles and the yoke of oppression from our backs and our necks, if you will. And so Jesus is beckoning his people. He's saying, listen, take my yoke upon you. Now, that's something that the person has to submit to, don't don't they? Right? He says, take it upon you. Allow me to put that on you. Help me put that on you. And I'm not going to oppress you with this yoke because my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. But I'm going to train you. I'm going to train you how to live for me. I'm going to train you how to walk in obedience. I'm going to train you how to plow straight furrows. I'm going to train you how to work with those that are experienced. Sometimes... There is quarrels in church. Well, we need this color of a hymnal. A lot of churches don't use hymnals anymore. Some of them do. Um, I have nothing against that, honestly. Uh, But the the problem I have is with the argument, right? Um, We need this color of hymnals. We need this color of carpet. I don't like that color of carpet. We need a different color of carpet. The other color of carpet is going to help people to know Jesus better. 
We need up-tempo music. We need hymnals don't do any good anymore. We need graphics. We need lighting. We need all this new stuff. No, no, you don't. (laughs) You really don't. God, if we gave up all of that stuff, we gave up all the bling, if you will, and we went back to singing without any instruments, whatever song we choose to glorify God, that's what it is. It's not about the technology. It's not about the pretty flowers. Though I like all those things. I really do. And I like having the option of it. You know, and I love, as a musician and singer, I love when the music is just, mm, just good. Thanks, team. <laughs> it, it helps me to worship. But listen, when we sing, we could have sung that song, How Great Thou Art, without any music at all. And it would have done the same thing to my heart. You know why? Because it's in here. It's in here. It's coming out. It's coming out. We're expressing our love for the Lord. That's, that's what's important. When we, we're going to be doing a baptism here in a little while, you know, and, and I, I like to explain what that means as, as something very simple, but yet incredibly, incredibly weighty. Does that make sense to you? It's incredibly important as a believer. And if you're saved, if you believe in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you haven't been baptized, you need to be, not because Pastor Russ says so, not because a denomination says you or anybody else says to, but because the Bible says to. Okay? That was real, real important. So much so that Jesus himself was baptized. Okay? It's that important. But the thing is, It is an outward expression of a decision that you made inside. It's an outward expression of an inward decision. Yeah? And so there is a a humility that comes, that needs to come, a a committing ourselves to God in, in Jesus to take my yoke upon you. There's a desire that the Savior wants to teach. Do you you notice that? The Savior wants you to come with him. The Savior wants to be bound together with you. And I think of that scripture, to them that received him, to them that believed, what, what did he do? He gave them the right to become the children of God. He gave them the right to become the children of God. We don't just normally default to be the children of God. The belief today uh, among many people is that when you die, you automatically go to heaven. That's not what the law 
of God, that's not what the word of God says. That is contrary to the word of God. As a matter of fact, that is a lie from Satan himself, who is the father of lies. Satan wants people to believe that they don't need to do anything. They don't need Jesus to go to heaven. And so that when it comes time that they breathe their last breath, their heart stops beating, their brain activity ceases, the time that they had to receive Jesus is over. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one goes to the Father except through me. You know what that makes Jesus? I am the gate. (laughs) He's the gate. He's the way. Yeah? There's no, no one gets to the Father except through me. There's... Uh, countless different ways to get to Buffalo. You could take Route 5. You could take 31 to 78, go south. You could, a whole bunch of different ways. All right? And it'll get you to the same place. You can't do that with heaven. You can't get there from here, as they say. (laughs) There's only one way, friend. And church is not the way. Jesus is the way. He's the way. And when he took upon himself the burden of our shame, our sin, and he took it to the cross, he bore our sin on the cross and in so doing, gave up his life, came and lived a sinless life, the spotless, sacrificial lamb. Gave himself on Calvary, and the blood that he shed cleansed us, was, in fact, the sacrifice that washed us clean. And I love... in. How how Isaiah says that the punishment that brought us peace was upon him. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. He took it and he carried it to the cross of Calvary and allowed himself to be crucified for yours and my sake. I think of, it's amazing to me how scripture um, just supports other scripture, confirms other scripture. I think of that scripture in Romans, how God demonstrated his own love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ Jesus died for us. It humbles me. It it breaks me to think that while I was still maybe even anti-God, maybe someone was a, uh, you know, not a believer, or maybe they were 
I don't know. But he didn't wait for us to try to get ourselves clean as if we ever could. Right? He, he demonstrated his own love for us while we were still sinners. I'm just, that crushes me that he loved me that much. Take my yoke upon you. And notice, he's not forcing this, right? This is, and, and the whole feel about it is gentle, which is contrary to taking a yoke upon yourself, okay? Um, it's, it's hard. It's uncomfortable. And you've got the weight of whatever it is you're pulling. And I've, I've used this a million times, and I know you may get tired of it, but that's okay. I, I don't care so much about that because God gave it to me. And that the Lord showed me when I was driving one day in the Lindenville area, a, uh, an Amish man that was plowing his field, you know, and you guys could tell the story just as well as I can by now, but, and he had a team of six, eight horses, I don't remember, and, and he's sitting on this six-bottom plow, and he's waiting, and he's getting everything prepared, and, and the horses are prancing. They're ready to go. They want to go. You ever seen horses that are like that? You know, they're just kind of prancing. They're, they don't want to sit. They want to move, you know, and they feel that weight on them, and all of a sudden, he gave a, not a really loud word, but he gave a word, and he just cracked the whip, and all of those horses buckled down in unison, and they moved forward together. They weren't, can you imagine what would happen if one was pulling this way? No, we're going this way, all right? I'm the strongest, I'm the leader, I'm the one who says, where we go? We're going this way. As believers, don't we do that sometimes? I'm the oldest. I get to say where we're going. I'm the elder. We're going this way. Well, I'm the youngest. I'm the brightest. I got the most energy. This is the way we're going. We need blue hymnals. <laughs> and so we're all, you know, pointing out in different directions and think we all got the right answers. We can, exactly. You can't get a thing done. But can you imagine... Can you imagine the Heavenly Father when we finally get it right and we begin to pull in the same direction? And the Lord's like, oh, look at them. They're finally getting it. Moses, take a look. Look at them. And they're leaning, look at, leaning over the rails, as it were. They're pulling in the same direction. And it was something beautiful to behold. How beautiful and pleasant it is when what? God's people dwell together in unity. In unity. That takes humility. That takes submission. That takes a committed heart. That takes being submitted to each other. And following 
the commands of the master. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I'm going to give you rest. You know, this, that, that's, that is also contrary in closing. This is my first in closing. <laughs> um, that I'm going to give you rest. The two don't go together, do they? I will give you rest. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take, a, take my yoke upon you and, and learn from me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You will find rest for your souls. You will find rest if we are yoked together with the Lord. And when we work towards unity, God, listen, the end part of that scripture that says how beautiful and pleasant it is when God's people dwell together in unity, and it ends with this little, say, this little phrase, and it says, for there God bestows the blessing. <laughs> when we're of one mind and spirit and heart, moving in the same direction at his command, blessing is poured out. Isn't that beautiful? We find rest, we find blessing, and we learn from the Savior. Would you stand with me today? God is so good. I'm so glad that I don't have to live a life filled with cold religion. I'm so glad that God is living and active in our lives if we allow him to be. I'm glad that worship is, is something that is heartfelt. That we're not just singing a song or reading words, but that we're taking part in it. And we're actively giving to God. We're actively giving him our praise. We're lifting high the name of Jesus. When we continue to do those kinds of things, God pours out blessing, provides needs, he heals people, he frees people from addiction, he gives people anointing. Do you know how important that is? Jesus said, apart from me, you what? Can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Hallelujah. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me.
Friends, will you just lift your hands? Let's close in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we submit ourselves to you. And today we declare that we want your yoke upon us. We want to be yoked together with you. We want to learn from you. Teach us your ways. Help us to follow in your footsteps. Lead us, good shepherd. May we live our lives in obedience. And may the light of Christ Jesus, our Lord, shine so brightly as the nickname of this church, the lighthouse on the hill, that, Lord, we ourselves would be lighthouses going out into the world, into the various places where we live and move and breathe, that we would be able to shine the light of Christ Jesus to other people and point them to you. These things we ask in Jesus' name.